0: place lord and lord we all all can agree to this thing we're just not enough without you without you unless you come lord we're just not enough and father we we appreciate that we appreciate that in the fact of one another That empty is where you want us that's exactly what you call for us to be i i thank you lord for delivering us from the mentality of thinking i have to be up to something before you'll love me and that just isn't so we thank you lord that as you got up he said i love you through one man's sin death came upon all but through one man's obedience much much life much much heaven much much blessing much much resurrection came upon us all and Lord we thank you for the obedience of Christ I would much rather rejoice in the obedience of Christ than the failures of man and I I thank you Lord that's what we're here to do is to rejoice in your resurrection and your power that the tomb is empty the Lord is risen and father that we are right there with you Lord of all that you've done for us Lord we thank you for today's service Lord, that you will have your way and you'll get all the glory for all that we do. And Lord, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody say, you used to follow on, repeat after me, say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can be what it says I can be. And I can do what the word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me. And I'll never be the same. Never, never, never will I be the same. God increase, pastor decrease. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm gonna walk with power and not let the loss get left. Amen. You guys may be seated. We are obviously gonna take a week break from our Book of Revelation study that we've been doing, uh, and. If you've missed last service, that was the only one we've done so far, so you're only three chapters behind, but we'll pick back up on it next week, and we'll be bringing in the locusts and all that stuff. Soon, where people like freak out when you talk about the book of Revelations because they think it's just a scary book. The book clearly says you're blessed when you read it and it's about knowing what's happening. Amen. But we're going to talk about resurrection today, Revelation next week, and we'll go with that. So there is always an upside in, in when we start talking about resurrection and it kind of almost sounds like a, a motivational speech. And I'll tell you, be the first to tell you there's a difference between doing a motivational speech and preaching. It's a huge, huge difference uh, just in the fact of the order of what God has called us to do. And we're going to talk about where when they showed up at the tomb after Jesus had risen. And here they are at the tomb. This is actually John chapter 20 and verse 1. Somehow I got so excited I forgot to put the book in chapter. But you'll see the verses. In verse 1 it says, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw the tomb had been, uh, the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, she said, and we do not know where they have put him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out for the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter. And reached the tomb first. He bent down and looked into the and looked in at the linen cloths laying there, but he had not but he did not go in. Simon Peter arrived just after him. He entered the tomb and saw the linen clothes lying there. Linen cloth lying there. I promise I can read. The cloth that had been round Jesus' head was rolled up, lying separate from the linen clothes. Cloth. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed. Now, again, so I I do want to talk about the fact of how the the customs about how they would eat and how things were served. And it goes in where how Jesus had laid his cloth down. So if you were at someone's uh, meal, the Jewish custom was if you didn't like the food, you folded up your napkin and placed it on top of the food. And that meant never to eat that again. All right. As far as from the advantage from, from, from Jesus, he'd folded up his linen cloth never to taste death again. Got it. He's never going back. He's never going to die again. And, and neither will us. Right. We talked about this last week about one of the custom sayings in, in all races. I found this out is that not that they die, but they passed right? They passed from death to life. And so part of this was like, if if there's one eating, which was Jesus was the eater, and he set the linen cloth down, grave done. I'll never taste death again, right? And he said that about uh, us in the Bible as well. When we come to him, we'll never taste death again. Now, from a servant's point of view, when a master came to eat in the Jewish customs, the servants would not go and bother them while they were eating. However, if the master got up cleaned his fingers and his mouth, wadded up the napkin, and threw it down on the, on the table, it meant he was done. However, if he folded it and left it to the side, it meant that he was returning. Two things from us, what we need to see as a servant. Number one, he folded it and said, I'll never die again. But he also folded for us as servants to understand Jesus is going to return. He's reminding us, even for the customs, he even like spoke in the system, you know, we're talking about like, how do we make it relevant? How do we make it relevant to today? That's exactly what Jesus was doing. We don't have to speak in these and thousand, thousand, and dozens, uh, and be over. We can actually talk plain and show according to the customs. Now, those particular different ways to look at it as a servant, he folded, he's done. He's like, I'm coming back. All right. And he says that death cannot rule over me ever again. I'll never taste death again. And that's the beautiful part about salvation. We will pass one day from this life on to heaven, but you'll never taste death again. You died your last death when you came to Christ. You became dead to the old ways and alive to what's new now. And that's part of, of resurrection. As we get excited, and even I was getting all, all fired up yesterday, even as, as we, were, we, were, we were doing this, I was thinking like, how many times have we thought God was, was finished with something, but he was still trying to return? He's not done with your destiny. He's not done with your purpose. Now let's, let's take it here because he's just folded up and said, I need you to remember my name is Omega as well. Sometimes we'll know him as Alpha, but we forget he's also the finisher. And if it's something that has just stopped but not finished, God is coming back to finish. Right? Got to give him both names. If he started, he's going to complete it. Philippians 1.6, he'd have begun to go work in me. He's able to perform it and perfect it to the end. And there's a time that if God has called you to something, and even though it's been a while, it's been a long time, he's going to finish let him have the omega part of that. As he's it, he's going to omega it as well. And as we begin to, to look at what God wants to do, that, that behavior, that, that, that appetite, that thing that we need to fold up never to return to again and fold it away, that's, that's exactly it. It's time to have a folding. I'm never going to be that person again. I'm never going to go back to that thing again. You got to have that mentality. I'm folding up my life in that area in a way never to return. Amen. Thank you. I mean, we'll do it. I, I think that's good that we can place our lives in a place of position of going forward and not backwards. And so there's always a way to look up. There's always a way to, to build up and, and be able to honor God in, in the things that we're going to do. Look at this in Romans. And I really am not trying to race her. I'm just excited. Um, I feel like I'm talking fast. Romans chapter 8. And verse 10 through 12 says, but if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. Now, let me just stop right there because I I know we struggle with participation um, here in this church. Um, There are times you can feel like, just because of the way things are going, you can feel like there's more dead in you than there is living. You can feel like there's more sin in you than there is life. And let me tell you, nothing could be further than the truth. Nothing can be further. Now, you may not have pulled on all the life that's in you, but there's more life with you than there is against you. How about that? Right? Romans 8.31, if God is for you, who can be against you? So when he says it that way, like, right, I'm dead to sin. i dead to sin, but, but pastor, I was just alive to it on the way to church. Somebody cut me off in traffic. I'm really living. Right, really alive to it. And and again, you can't let that one behavior again keep you away from the life-giving blessing that God has given you, right? Verse eleven said, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you, heirs with Christ. Now a lot of times people think that's when I get to heaven. No, he's giving life to your mortal bodies. Like, you can have a good day with this. Look at, look at this. Look at this. And, and all of God's fun and, and, and good times, sometimes we're waiting to get to heaven. Oh, yeah, I'll be healed when I get to heaven. No, you can do it now. He said, to your mortal bodies, the same thing that raised Jesus from the the same thing, same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of us. That means if, my, if I'm having a down day, I have every right to call on God to pick up my spirits, whatever it may be. Whatever it may be. Look, you can do enough things, enough time to where they associate you. Uh, there are people at H-E-B knows my first name. And then there are others call me at this H-E-B on Palm Valley. They call me Fruit Man. Because I buy a lot of fruit. And it's like they, they, the, the, the older Hispanic couple tells me, and I'll, they're not a couple, but they're two, just a male and female. But, and they tell me, they're like, I have never seen anybody buy so much fruit so often what you cooking right I said well I'm not cooking it but I'm juicing I juice it for my entire church y'all want me to bring you some which was weird They go yeah I said well you got to tell me your schedule and then they wouldn't tell me I mean I, I probably wouldn't tell me either like why would you tell somebody that of, of what you're doing but but again they will see and just for lack of a better word people will know you by your fruits <laughs> They will know you by what you're doing. Now, they don't see me coming by and anything else other than a bunch of fruit and vegetables. Right? They, they will know you by your action. What are you purchasing daily? And, and it's really what we're going to be known for. Are you purchasing a bad attitude? Are you looking for a bad day? Are you looking for things not to be up? You know? And it's even it's an amazing, right, to get on the elevator with people. And I know people are uncomfortable, but it's, that's where I do most of my talking. If you don't talk to me on the elevator, I'm going to hit every button. We'll hit. The, we'll go every floor. You're going to talk to me. We're going to fellowship. Right? We're going to a small box. But I think with Christ, what he really wants us to do is realize, man, let your face know that you're alive. Let the rest of you know that it's okay to be up for God. Let you know that, that your past has been folded away forever. Right? I don't know about y'all, but Amen man, thank you, God. I I Thank you, God. That I'm not what I used to be. I still got a long way to go, but I am not that. Even though my uncle, Albert, still missing some expensive cologne. I could buy my own now. So he made the most powerful fold when Jesus folded and said, now I'm going to give you the opportunity to have life and have salvation and, and be blessed. And, and that don't mean we won't have challenges. In fact, John 16, says, in this world, we'll have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. In other words, call up on the spirit and let it rise up in you. Let it rise up in you. As, as all the negative that, that, they can, that they'll talk about that's going on in our world, I know that there's still some kids that are hungry for God. Right? And they talk about all the stuff and, and if all the schools that I get to go and talk to. And I'll be in another, talk to another 3,000 kids next week. And, and, and it'll be another one. But they are still out there. And they need someone to keep speaking encouragement to them. Right? Especially the ones that act like they're not listening. They're not the ones you want to talk to and tell them to close their eyes and say they ran into something. But you keep speaking what's lifted up inside of you be an encouragement. How many of y'all are naturally positive people? And I won't look up. You can just raise your hand. But then the rest of y'all know who you are, right? (laughs) You know, like there's some people that are just negative, right? Um, And and they they will mask it with saying, I'm just being real. I'm sorry. I do have the right crowd. Okay. All right. So here's what we're gonna put on your tombstone if you die. I ex- we're gonna put I expected this, right? Because because it's like like I'm waiting for something to go wrong, right? But we we serve a God that says no matter how dark Friday was, Sunday showed up, right? We're gonna we're gonna pick it up. We're gonna make it. Up. I I would like for that to be the case in all cases. And John 16 in verse 7 said, Jesus said, I must go away that the Spirit may come, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit that comes. To comfort us, I love uh, Pastor Reed and I. We can just we can wake up and talk about the word and talk about him. Sometimes we wake up and have to talk about the word because there's stuff that was left undone, Um, and we have to come to a place to where I know that she will receive according to the Spirit of God in her, and not just what surrounding us. That makes sense because again, if we look at our surroundings, we're going to be more inclined to react according to what's around us rather than what's within us. But 1 John 4 says, greater is he that's within us than he that is within the world. Well, I I think that is absolutely a spectacular thing because I can look from within. So even my darkest and my weakest moments still deserve for me to lift my head up and say, spirit of the living God that raised Jesus from the grave, I know you live in me. Pick me up. Help me get up from here. It's got to be spirit of the living God, help me get up from here. I, I know what, what, whatever was happening, uh, it isn't always just a great day, but spirit of the living God, help me. And, and that's, that's, that's like order, right? It, it, if you leave your house in order, and, and don't look at this as judgment, just look forward like, like you cleaned up the whole house before you left. And in order, when you get back home, everything is smoother, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. If you, don't, if you don't ever do it, uh, it's, 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 it's something, it's, it's something I, I like to do every morning after making all the juice. All right? You're going to get an immune booster juice. It is nothing crazy worship about it at all. It's just juice. But I get up and I make it, but then I like to clean the entire kitchen so when we come home, there's nothing to get upset about. Right? I want to be able to keep the message. Amen? Sometimes we have to go the extra mile. Go the extra mile. And the Bible talks about that several times. Jesus went another step for us. It's the same thing Christ did. He said, I didn't just get up so that you don't have to die. I got up so you can live. So that you can live for Christ. I got up so you can go and return and know that your room has been cleaned. Know that everything has been washed. I've made you washed. I've cleansed you. I've made you whole. You've come to me. And now your new beginning starts right now. See so again. Those are great news. Those are those are good times. Before I ever learned how to read the newspaper, uh, I went to the funny section because it had pictures, right? I, I it had pictures, and sometimes we have to see ourselves in the blessings that God has called us to be in. Sometimes we have to have a picture rather than trying to go and read through a bunch of problems that are going on in our life. Let's look at this one. Let's go with this one. Hopefully this is a happier verse for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 through 18 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, if we're not reconciling people, we're in the wrong ministry. If we're not bringing restoration, if we're not bringing that peace to one another, we're in the wrong ministry. Now, we know when we came to Christ, nothing changed outwardly. Case in point, I wanted to be six foot two. Not. Other people are living that life for me. But what did change was my heart and my soul. And then we still have to go back out there into a world knowing that there's a freedom within that can help us fight that that, that failures that's on the outside. Right? God works within us. He works on us. And, And he said, again, I didn't just go from the outside. I went from the inside out. And when he got up, the Bible says he he made a show of them openly, taking keys from death, hell, and the grave. Jesus did all of that so that we could walk free, not to walk guilty, not to walk ashamed, not to walk in a way that, well, you know, I make this mistake, I do this thing, I do these things differently. And and listen, we all are going to be able to do things differently than others. But God says, I did everything for you to be free. I did not go through all this so that you can feel like that there's nothing that I can't do for you. God is able; He is always able. So we live in the new nature of Christ, and captivity is unnatural. Captivity—anyone to be captive or, or um, man, let me, let me—I'm going to try to keep this as lighthearted as possible. But has ever been incarcerated? Those things are not natural. Now, you can be incarcerated on the outside. You can be incarcerated on the inside. But Jesus got up so we'd be delivered from both. He got up so we could be delivered from both. So sometimes there are more, there are more people walking around in a prison inside themselves rather than externally. And Jesus said, I came from there. And there's ways that that seems to be the part that we begin to hate our present chains. And, and, and again, we'll, we'll say this all the time. What you can put up with, you cannot change. Right. And Jesus is like, I'm not going to put up with it. So we're going to change it. I'm going to break these chains that are upon us. Habits are going to be broken. A destructive habit is a hell weapon to destroy the life that Satan can never attain. So it gives you a destructive habit or, or we take upon, let me not give the devil so much credit. Sometimes we volunteer for him, right? We can pass the cake aisle. We don't have to stop there. Right, there are certain things we take on, but we know it's a destructive habit sent by hell because he knows he can't have the life that you can have with Christ, so he wants to send some destructive. In fact, that Psalms 84:11 said, "There's no good thing that he withhold from those who walk uprightly." The devil can never walk uprightly, so he wants to keep us down in that in that place from walking in a in a spot that we can be. So you talk about the fact of attaining. Many of us, uh, man, listen, this, is, this is kind of like, I think, a very true statement. Many of us may have wanted the taste of sin, but we never wanted the torment. Right? Amen, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> we got to get the good drug addicts here that have been delivered. May have wanted the taste of it, but we didn't like the torment. And Jesus would know that. And he says, no, I want to get rid of it all. I want to get rid of the taste and I want to get rid of the torment. Because this is not for you. Something we've been telling the kids, don't use whatever you're coping coping with today. If it kills your tomorrow, that's not a coping mechanism. That's a killing mechanism. It's not helping you cope. It's killing you. It's destructive. Guilt steals faith. And I I don't want a person to leave here feeling guilty. Because guilt steals faith. And anytime we feel guilty, we're okay with dying. I've actually heard people when they, you know, they, they go in through a tough time, they go, man, I just might as well die. Like, well, where'd you get that from? What, what prayer is that? No, we get up. We move on. We keep going on with God and ask and confess it just like it's done. That's what Jesus got up. Jesus didn't, go, Jesus didn't get up from the grave to go lay back in a tomb. He got up and he left. And so we'll get up and we will leave and resurrect. He left things folded to help our belief beyond shortcomings. Like like we're beyond that. I, I want us to fold up things in a way to never return to them ever, ever again. Ever again. You're you, you resurrected. Here's our, here's our last verse. So whether they're done or not, we're, we're on target. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16 says this. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we professed. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who was tempted in every way that we are yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Listen, God has given us so many words and I'm I'm not I'm not advocating go out and just act crazy so you can run back to God and act crazy so you can run back to God. There, there, there's a relationship to it. But I am saying don't ever think you can't run back to God, okay? I need to make sure I say that because there are times we just think like, I knew better. I knew. I just knew. shouldn't. Okay, good. But you know better not to include God, right? You know that you go back to God. You go and get that fellowship with God because there's always an upside with God. There's always an upside with God. And and by the way, there's always something out there to challenge you when you're trying to go up. There's there's traffic out there. There are people out there, y'all, that don't have your best interests at hand. It's almost like they woke up to get on your nerves. I've met them. And you can't hit them with your car. It's illegal. But God is saying, I'm inside of you. Get up higher than what they're doing. Go up higher. Go up higher than that. So God gave everything for our salvation, and it is worth risking everything on this earth to be an overcomer, be an overcomer. There's right? the people watching there, are folks watching you and looking up to you, and no matter how much you haven't accomplished all the things you think you haven't accomplished, you've accomplished more than you can imagine, right? I mean, me growing up, I've never seen this many 40-plus-year-old men in my life. Because men never made it to 40 where I was growing up. So I see it as a blessing. It's a plus. Now, we also know living longer, we get to face some other issues. But we like breathing. We love breathing. And I want us to make sure we take a hold of that. The word everything is our connection with Christ. Jesus gave everything. Let's give everything. That's our word. It's our connection. Everything is our connection. With resurrection and that everything about Jesus, he came up and gave it up out of the grave. Out of the grave. I'm free. I'm free. And who the son is set free is free indeed. We got to be free. I, and we, we love Easter. We love Easter. I, I got so fired up about it because even, even the people I know that are, that are atheists, and I'm going to give them quotations, We're talking about Easter meals they used to have. Some specific things, some customs that you do that you think are just traditional, keep doing them. Because people remember that. Oh, I remember the deviled eggs now. <laughs> Devil's food cake. Like, <laughs> okay, you got a lot of demons going on in your dessert. But but they remember, you know what I mean? They remember getting together. They remember that's that's part, that's a ministry right there. They remember that. They remember that. Don't, don't drop your custom. There, people remember skipping church and getting the park. Remember you had to go save a spot at the park? Train a child up in a way that they should go. They won't depart from it. They remember that. And I'm pulling on it. I'm like, whatever your grandparents did, I'm pulling on it. I want to see you come to Christ completely. Right? And I'm not saying that that's the gospel, but it's part of it. It's part of it. And so as you come in, Keep those things sacred before God. Amen? Amen. All right, all right. I want you guys to bow your heads. I don't know what they're doing, but we know we've, we, we're about to close it up. And as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, praying and thanking God for this resurrection, if you're in here and you're saying, I don't know Jesus, I don't know where I'd spend eternity, I want to be right with God. As heads are bowed, eyes are closed, people are praying. It'll just be you and I looking at one another. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand and put it down so we can pray over you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We're in the house. Thank you, Jesus. Now, saying, God, I've had some things in my mind that I thought I should have to pay for. And I've been looking at things that have gone wrong in my life. And it's, I feel like it's payback for what I used to do and what I used to be. God, help me to get that mindset out of my out of me right now come on you need prayer for that please lift your hand so we can pray over you for that yes 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 but you yes yes thank you thank you yeah that's that's not you god delivered you god delivered you You don't have to pay for that he paid for all sins he paid for all of them so we're gonna pray dear heavenly father i thank you i thank you lord god for, for especially the folks who raise their hands and feel like god everything wrong in my life is because of my past or what I used to do or maybe what I'm still in I'm I'm being punished it's, it's it's a payback time but father I pray that you reveal to them that old things have passed away behold they are a new creature in Christ Jesus and just like they wouldn't jump up and take the credit for anything that went good father help them not to take the blame for things that may have went the wrong direction I pray father God for there will be a healing and restoration an understanding of justification and grace and the justification, just as if it never happened, that Lord God, that they are free to hold their heads up and say, thank you, God. Thank you for still loving me. Thank you for still believing in me. Thank you, Lord God, for helping me move forward from this point that I know, I know, Lord God, I'm folding up that part of my life and never to return to it again, that it is gone. And there's room at the table, y'all. There's room at the table, come and dine. At the table of god there's room there's room for you yes every one of us there's room that god has made a place for us to have a table to come and dine with him and eat with him he's not casting anyone out he's bringing you in and father we just thank you we receive that as you change your appetites lord and we glorify you thank you for this day of resurrection we give you praise we give you thanks we honor you for it in jesus name everybody say Hey, man, amen, amen, hey, listen.